0: Love Talk Radio Building the nation with the word of the Lord, teaching the people the love of God, Kingdom, 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 empower. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank and praise God for another day. Another opportunity to join in the airwaves with you Welcome to Kingdom Empowerment I'm your host Elder Coylette James And as always we give God all the praise, all the glory And all the honor for what he is working out in our lives As you all know it is our custom to go before his throne Before we get started into the show And we're going to do that right now And I'm going to ask that you would join with me um, a very Dear Sister in the Lord is currently in the ER right now. Um, having some procedures done Toward dialysis and so we want to Lift her up even as we lift up The show Father God we give you The praise we give you the glory we give you The honor for being our God If you did nothing else The mere fact that you are In covenant with us as our God sets the stage for Our life it sets the stage for Everything that concerneth us And we are so grateful to You oh God we are so thankful That you Our our God And you did not Stop there As just being A supreme being In our lives But you took us Into your family And not only Are you our God But you are Our Heavenly Father We thank you Lord We love you So very much On today Now Father As we go And partake In the midst Of the airwaves On this broadcast To be a blessing And encouragement To others Father God We thank you Lord That you And your precious Holy Spirit Will orchestrate This broadcast You have your way We submit and surrender ourselves unto you, Lord, myself, my guests, and all of the listeners and those that will call in and interject, Father. we all submit ourselves to you that your precious Holy Spirit will have its way in the midst of us, that many will come to be encouraged in the midst, that they will even come to know who you are in the midst, that, Father, they will recognize and understand they are not on this journey alone, but you are ever present with us. And Father, as we come together, you said that we could Pray a prayer here, and it could be accomplished somewhere else. So we join together speaking health and healing to our dear sister Keisha Greenleaf, even now, Lord God, even now while she sits in the ER, Lord God, that you are having your way in her life. We speak health and healing to her. We thank you that the procedure is going forth without a hitch, oh, Lord God, that you are encouraging her and her husband, Lord, Paul Greenleaf, Apostle Paul Greenleaf. Thank you. Father, for working even in their midst Right now, right now You are having your way Now, Father God, we relinquish these airwaves Unto you Father, this is now holy ground And all that shall be Going forth, Lord, across this medium Will be to your glory It is unto you That we give the praise, the glory, and the honor In Jesus' awesome and mighty name And we say that it is so Hallelujah Hallelujah we thank you, God. We thank you, God. I am fired up today. I am so excited because this show is reuniting me with a very, very dear friend and sister in the Lord. Sister Lisa Hine and I were part of a 10-host a team that did a talk show, a television talk show, a couple of years ago called View from the Pew, and we had a ball. We had an absolute ball, and Lisa and I just really connected in a special way. And so I'm so excited to have her on the show today and to announce the launch of her brand-new book and for her to share her heart with you guys and, and to encourage you, especially you that are parents that are just going through with your youth. And those of you that may have walked in a period of time of, just being angry with God because of everything that's going on in your life. Lisa's going to touch on all of that because she has a testimony dealing with all of that. So welcome to the show, Lisa Hine. Hi. Oh, hello. How are you? I am awesome. I am awesome. How are you?
1: I'm doing so good. I, it's, it's such a blessing to be able to be with you again because, I mean, what a lovely introduction. Thank you because it's... Very mutual. I uh, I was attracted to you <clears throat> when we first met. We just kind of hit it off because you looked at me and I looked at you, and I knew that that we would be friends forever. And it's, Amen. it's when you can meet a stranger and know that it's not just for right now. But um, you know, walking in walking in blessings, my sister. Because what I've just experienced the last eleven months of my life, I cannot wait to you know to tell you guys all about it.
0: Oh uh, well, and and I can't wait for them to hear it because I know I have some special special people on the line that are walking through their own time of trial and tribulation with their children, and um and and, and it it's not an easy walk. It is definitely not an e- easy walk. I know I've walked through it with my daughter and with others, and uh, it's it's trying. It is not just trying on the parent. It's trying on the whole household. Um and it will test your faith if if you're not careful. So I would we're gonna talk about the new book, but before we get into the new book, let's digress and bring the listeners up to speed with your testimony and what you walk through with your son. Okay, and it's with all due respect, you know,
1: that I I, I, I shared this because, you know, I never want my son to feel as though I'm exploiting him in any way, but you know, we were an amazing family. I mean, first of all, the thing about it is is that I never wanted to get married and I never wanted to have children because I remember, you know, being younger and my friends would say, Oh, hold my child for a minute and they would drool and I would like get I, I would just like freak out. I'm like yelling, get him, get me him, kidding me kidding, you know. And I just knew it wasn't for me. I just wasn't that type of I of, I wasn't I wasn't into it. And then Uh I, you know, unfortunately, you know, our family had some serious issues and my mom and dad, you know, and I thought, you know what, if that's the way men treat you, forget that. I don't want anything Uh to do with it, you know. Uh And so I thought, you know, okay, I'm cool. I'll just be by myself and I'll date and I'll just have a really good time. And, you know, this was before I was into the Lord, you know. I mean, the typical you need them when you need them and then when you don't Uh need them, it's just kind of forget about it. So I went through my 20s you know, and into my 30s, and I had been, you know, with a gentleman for over six years, and I ended up getting pregnant, and at the time, we were broken up, Um, but we got together one evening, and uh, I got pregnant, and he basically said, well, you know what, have a nice day, you know, knock yourself out, do what you need to do, go get an abortion, whatever, I got a ticket, I'm going to Mexico for two weeks, see ya, and it was Mm. just like, wow, you know, and so I made the decision to have my, my son by myself. My sister, mm-hmm. of course, was by my side, and so I had the support. But all this time, there was no relationship with the Lord, but I thought, you know, hey, I'm a strong Italian woman. I can do all, you know, and um, so I just kept going, Corlette, I just kept going, and I was doing what I need to, needed to do, and then as he got a little older, I knew I needed to get him a foundation because I just know that that's just so important, so I right. started going to uh, to a couple of different churches, and then I wasn't being fed at all. And then ended up going to this crazy, charismatic Christian church where they raised their hands and they yelled out, <laughs> hallelujah, and the, the praise and worship was just like, you know, being at a rock concert, and it made me a nervous wreck, and <gasps> I never left. I wow. just fell in love with it. I mean, it took me a couple times to go to get used to it because I wasn't uh-huh. used to in a place where people were really speaking out, and they were they were feeling something, well, I didn't know what that something was, but I kept bringing my son with me and you know this this is a child this is a young a young child. This child would get in there and he would raise his hands and he would be moving in my arms to the music and then the minute the pastor would start speaking, he would fall asleep. He oh. was in that much bliss and that much uh-huh. peace. A couple uh-huh. years later, you know, I um, I met this guy at church, and, and nothing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, God said yes, 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 and put this man <laughs> in my life. Long story short, six months later, we were married. He adopted my son, and off we went, thinking that this is perfect, right? Well, uh-huh. it was perfect, you know, and we moved uh, to another state. He started middle school in another, in this new state, and I I kind of could see some things going on, but, you know, didn't think anything of it. But then I didn't have a, ch- a chance. By the time it was ninth grade, it was full-blown, crazy, had no clue what was going on, trying to keep up with it. We hadn't really found a good church. We weren't grounded anywhere yet. Next thing you know, we're not going to church. And I had an interview the other day, and I said that I, I found out what the true definition of stupidity is, Walk away from God and your faith when you got a kid in high school. Wow, stupidest thing <laughs> that I could have ever done, and I was livid with God because I oh. thought, "How dare you? You allow this to happen? Um, because we're not going to church, and or is it because we're not tithing, or you know, what is it? Why, why are you doing this to us? Why are you allowing this to happen?" and it just turned out that you know i got so mad at him that i put my bible down i put it away i didn't want anything else to do with 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 him and we and we and we fell apart and you want to think that there's not a living hell there is a living hell oh yeah and mm. i lived in it for mm. almost 2 years it was the wow. most awful situation ever and finally um i can remember coilet that i was sitting at my computer cuz i used to journal all the time and I was sitting there and I felt this presence it was probably you know two years later this presence and it was almost like I couldn't breathe and I'm not I I've never experienced anything like this honey so I don't know what's going on I thought maybe I'm just having a little you know anxiety attack or something like that but it was a presence and Mm. it was I brought him home every night are you really Still mad at me you know wow. i mean this is the, just what i felt you know and i wow. just tears and i started crying and i cried and and that was it you know i i told him how sorry i was and and that i was foolish and and it was like he never left me i walked away from him and that's what made me get on fire because i said you know what we put this craziness in our head and we do it so we can justify our behavior. He doesn't love us anymore. He doesn't care about us. If he cared about us, why are these things going on? You know, we, we know what that is. That's darkness, and we know that, and that's a lie because because God is a light that never does anything to hurt us. He He scolds us, and he allows us to go through situations and he watches us, just like any other parent, right? Mm-hmm, they let us fall. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't always be there to be the pillows so that they don't, they don't get hurt. You gotta right. let them scrape their knees sometimes. Sometimes you gotta let other people hurt them to let them know that not everybody's gonna love them. But we always mm-hmm. think that we gotta, we gotta capture them. We gotta keep them from being hurt. Well, God lets us get hurt. God, God allows certain situations to happen so that. He will see us look up at him and go, Daddy God, I- I- I'm mm-hmm. losing it. I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Not my will, but Your will be done. Bam, yeah. or we cuss him, you know. And then mm-hmm. it never gets any better because he's not playing those games. And I played a game with him that I don't, don't, don't ever do it. If you don't hear one more word of the rest of this interview, this is the word: never walk away because he doesn't play games, first of all, and second of all, there's no need, because once we give our lives to him, they're forever. It's forever. Yeah. And if we yes. want to act all stupid and everything and, you know, jump back in the world and do this, he's just sitting there watching. And then when we have had enough,
0: we go back to him. Mm. You know, you said something vital in the midst of that, um, and I think that it's, it's, it's so important that parents grasp this. And this was something that I remember when I was walking through it with my daughter that I had to remind her, and that's the, to get to that place of trusting God. You said that when you felt the overwhelming presence of God, his words to you were, I brought him home every night. I brought him home every night. I think that that is so monumentally important and I think it's important for a number of reasons but key to the fact that We tend to think God is not in the equation because it's not going the way we want it to go. And we have to wake up and recognize and know that he is always there. He is ever-present no matter what. And even in the midst of the darkest hour, that's the time when he's manifesting himself the greatest. And we fail to realize that. We fail to see that. There are times that things are not going to go according to plan. And we as parents, as you were saying, I'm a mother. I understand. We want to shelter our children. We want to cover them. We want to make sure that they don't stub their toe because that's the love we have for them. And I believe that's the same love that God has for us. But even at the same time, we cannot be there 24-7. We cannot cover them, and protect them at all times because we do not have that capability. But God does. And there comes a point in time where even in the midst, and and we do what we're supposed to, we do the best we can, we parent to the best of our ability, but there has to come a time when we have to say, you know what, guys, you got this. (laughs) There's nothing else I can do.
1: Yeah, and you know what's so so weird is, you know, we have – people who are older than us telling us things. And so many times we just go, uh-huh, and we walk off and we go do whatever we want to mm-hmm. do. And mm-hmm. it's not until I'm in my older age that I realize the importance of honoring. When when you hear something, do, do take it to heart because, you know, I thought my, to be real honest, I thought my, you know, being a single mom, you know, you know, that this child was just so special and... <clears throat> I uh, kind of put him on a pedestal, and I thought my child walked on water and that he would never do what all these other kids were doing. Mm. And that's a really sad situation. And my friends used to go, Lisa, are you serious? And I go, yeah, I'm serious. Why? What's the problem? Kill the messenger, right? Well, the point is, if if, if kids are hanging around kids that are doing bad things, mm. your kid's doing it. <clears> if <throat> your kid's throat> I can be hanging out with kids that are doing drugs and stealing right. or you know uh, right. drinking or having sex or whatever mm-hmm. kids hang out with with like minded kids just like we do, you know yeah, when we absolutely. were younger, we hung out with the kids that we wanted to hang out with, and I was right. so naive and when I did find out that my perfect child was doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing, I was devastated. And Mm -hmm. I had no clue how to handle it because it slapped me upside the head as fast as I turned my head. And it was Mm -hmm. ridiculous because none of us have perfect anything, no less perfect children. And the thing that I've learned through these years, and and he's about to be 26 years old, is that, you know, there is, first of all, no such thing as perfection. What it Mm -hmm. is is love, respect, honor, and, um, you know, just Having a, a a relationship that is based on honesty, um, mm-hmm. we can 't pretend that we're something more than we are, and we can't mm. expect them to be something that they're not and Having had my own radio talk show, I was blessed to be able to meet some of the most incredible experts in fields, different fields of parenting of you know health, well health and wellness and things of that sort and Bottom line Coilet, it is um, that we don 't we don 't communicate properly we We are the most impatient society ever. if we um. can 't get exactly what we want at the second we want it, we flip and The thing is yeah. is that i 've learned through these years of my own pain and suffering and then reinventing myself and re- learning to love myself and forgiving myself. For the way I treated him, the way I treated my husband, I've asked for forgiveness. And if either one of them choose to or not to accept it, I still have to proceed forward. Because I told God that I was sorry for the way I I treated everybody. And he's the only one I I need to, you know what I'm saying? It's like it would Mm -hmm. be nice if everybody could forgive each other. Right. Start anew. And so I've learned that that it starts with you and it starts with me and i'm learning that as we raise our consciousness there's different planes that we we can see in in the spiritual in the spiritual realm okay mm-hmm. and and when we're young as christians we just don't we don't get a lot because we don't understand a lot and and this is all with due respect i'll just say for me when i became a new christian i didn't understand an awful lot of stuff And as I matured and continued to grow and learn and go to Bible college and then, you know, start reading page one of Genesis and trying to get through the book completely to try to understand everything that's going on, um, it made me realize that we expect things from one another and we crush each other's spirit because Mm. we have these expectations or thoughts that this is the way it's supposed to be because of the generation before our parents, the way they treated us, we either resented it and we were going to go to the opposite end of the totem pole or right. we tried to duplicate what they did, but each child is different. Yes. And you can't yes. co- cookie cut your children and, t- and treat them all the same way because mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. work. You may have right. an oversensitive child and you may have a, a child that just is just wound up and got something to say about everything. Well, the child mm-hmm. who's, you know, cool and calm and collective should not be treated like the one jumping out of its skin.
0: True. So we have very to very true
1: we have to learn who am I and what can I teach these children? Because mm-hmm. Coilette, I believe that each one of these gifts that come to us, come with a God-given gift, a talent, writing, dancing, creating, the way they think, their art, Mm -hmm. um, the way they look at things. We don't even know it. We don't even know it. And I didn't learn that until he was like 17, 18 years old, this child had something very special about him, but because of my silly head and the way I chose to look at things, I missed so much mm. little gift that God had given him and that that hurts me the most that i didn 't get you know, to know who he was
0: that that is so important because we tend to judge our children through our own eyes, which mm-hmm. is which is not correct, right. and we do we must. Pray and ask God, show me the bends in this child. Show me what you've placed in them because you are so correct. Each child is different, and 90% of them are not going to go the same path that you went. And we we tend to try and put on our children our dreams, our wishes, the way we did things. Now, do we need to set ground rules for them? Absolutely. Do we need to teach them and instill um, certain within them absolutely but while we're doing that it is so important to be listening to the voice of God saying okay lord which way are you taking this child what what are you trying to um accomplished in and through his life? How can I help him grow into his purpose and destiny for that which you created him for? And that is so important. You know, we have fathers that are trying to force their children into sports when that's the last thing on that child's mind. We have mothers that... Or because they're homemakers, they believe their daughter is going to be a homemaker too. That may not be what, what she's being led to do. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so many different ways that we can try and impose upon our children our desires that is not what God is calling them to. There are, there are definitely specifics that we need to make sure we pull out of them, the the respect factor, the manners, the um, treating people the way you want to be treated, the, the integrity, the character. All of these things are vitally important that we work on within our children. But at the same time, okay, God, what are the gifts and talents? Right. And which way are you leading them? Because as you said, with your child, you know, there were incredible gifts and talents that he had mm-hmm. that had not been tapped into. So that's really, really important. You also said something else that I would like for you to expand on a little bit more, and that was how you treated the people around you because you were going through this situation. Um, can just kind of touch on that a little bit more. Even how you treated your child, how you treated your husband, what was it that you felt that you did that caused you to have to come back and say, please forgive me because I didn't handle this properly?
1: Oh, my gosh. I was a lunatic. I mean, seriously, I was like a hawk. I was watching everything that was going on, and, and I tried to keep it from happening You know, and whether he was going off to do something wrong or not, I knew he was. And, you know, I was walking in fear. I was paranoid. I was angry all the time. I fought with him mentally, physically, emotionally. You know, we had police at our house a lot. And there was one time where I I hit him, and he called 911, and they came. And this is the most embarrassing, humiliating thing that I could be telling, especially on the airways. They came, and I held my hands out. I said, you put those handcuffs on me and you take me out of here. Because I was so ashamed that I had allowed myself to go to that place where I had no control. I had no control. So, toilet. There's one thing about me is you you, you you hardly ever hear me give Satan any glory whatsoever because I don't believe that Satan has any, any power over me. I will not exactly. allow it because greater is he that lives in me than he, he that's yes. in the world. But he yes. had complete control over me because I was out of God's blessing. Mm. I was so angry and hateful. And even to God, I cussed him. I said, don't you ever, ever come near me. Don't you ever come near me. You're a liar, and I hate you. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, wow. this is how nutso it was. And and I lived like this for a couple of years, and I got very ill from it, and mm-hmm. uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I remember specifically since Mother's Day just passed, because that is not one of my favorite holidays, uh, I, I despise it, not only for my own belief, but it hurts so many people. Because mm-hmm. w- what is one day... To say you're a great mom, how dare you? Yeah,
0: really. You're a
1: great mom every single day. You don't need a card. You don't need a phone Amen. call. And you sure oh, don't no, need any right. to tell you that you've been a
0: great mom the other 364 right. days. Right. So right. Um, there was I'm one. I'm with you on that one. I, I, you know, it's nice. You know. Um, and my kids, they're good, They, you know, they call, they are, they're a blessing or what have you, but it's like, mm-mm, there are 365 days of the year, okay? okay. And for me, I have given each of you 40-some years of my life <laughs> as your mother. I am not worried about a day. <laughs> hello hello <laughs> you know but that's just me and i thought it really I, I promise you i thought i was just strange but that's that's how i feel about it i'm not tripping it, whether you get a card or nothing else come on now for real you know one day i remember <laughs> I,
1: I i was so sad i was so sad that i laid in my bed and i said you know what god i want you to take me right now i want you to take me i want to stop breathing and do you know mm-hmm. I, sh- I, I wanted to shut my body down. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't drink. I just laid in my bed and and I wouldn't for two days. And I wouldn't eat. And I wouldn't drink. And I just I was hoping that my my intestines, my organs would start shutting down because I just wow. live anymore. I, I I didn't I I failed. I failed at everything that that was given to me. And I see. And I I spoke the words. Remember, in the very beginning, I didn't you want yourself. to get married because that I didn't think I would be very yourself, good at right. it. Look mm-hmm. what I created. I created mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. and 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 the words that we say. You know, you, we've got to be very careful because in today's in this in the, in our country and in our society because this is where I live. I don't live in any other country. Mm-hmm. Have to watch what we're saying because you might you can't you have to be blind to know that you know something something's going on. There's something going on when you. Get on the TV, and it's nothing but negative, negative, negative. Mm-hmm. Shooting mm-hmm. people, you know, watching the, the shows that, you know, these, these detective shows, these police shows, these chasing the people shows, e cop shows. I mean, something is wrong, okay? So when our children are being fed nothing but this intense negative stuff, how, how else are they going to be? And then we wonder why? Well, my, my thought is it's time to, to put a halt to it. And, you know, what's mm-hmm. so cool about this is the change. Like I told you, I reinvented myself. I'm never mm-hmm. stopping, and I'm always looking at God and saying, okay, what can I do now to become better? Well, I have a very dear friend, Vicki, that I, I've come so far because of her, her beauty, her kind and gentle way, the way she looks at things, the way she has allowed me to open up my. Spirit and just be me and not judge me, but she has taught me, you know, about the letting go and letting God do what needs to be done, and I'm like, oh, but he's too busy, and I, I have to be in control of this, you know. Well, I've kind of sat back, and I've kind of realized I don't have to get, I don't have to do anything anymore except be a loving, kind person. Now, I, I, I'm not that 24-7, trust me, but I'm really making concerted efforts to change And to Mm -hmm. not live that bad behavior anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when and if my son and I talk and he chooses to go back to that bad behavior, I say, you know what, I'm not there anymore. So if you want to start something, you probably should go to one of your friends or somebody else or maybe just not even do it anymore because that's just not who I am anymore. I don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. But if he pushes me to the point where I will yell back at him he knows mm-hmm. he done crossed the line, okay? Mm-hmm. And now look what you did. You really don't want me to go back there. Trust me, you don't want me going back there. And then I will go right into prayer because I say, God, I hate that. I hate that person. I don't I don't want to be that person anymore. I wanna stay where I am and, and I'm sorry that I failed. But it's always just about realizing that you're the you're first and foremost, as mommies and or daddies. We have to understand, I don't care how old your kids are, you constantly got to be on guard and you constantly constantly got to be changing. You have to be changing because if you don't keep changing inside yourself and allowing new, new spirit, mm. new flow, could continue to come through you, you get stagnant and you stay the way you are and you never change. Therefore, you continue to act like the same old, same old, same old.
0: Amen. Well, Amen.
1: for me to be able to not fall into that trap is so awesome and I learned that when you change and you make that shift the family will eventually shift because you're not feeding into the chaos and that insanity anymore and if your kids you know we we've spoiled our children and it's so not cool because I'm telling my young parents if you're listening to this stop it right now our children do not need all this stuff that we continue uh-huh. to buy and Amen. buy and buy. Those children need little Bibles. They need to go to to Bibles, oh. like go to the kindergarten at church. They need mm-hmm. to start getting grounded and learning something because there's more to what's going on in this world right now than worrying about what they're wearing, what cell phone they're carrying, you know. Uh you know what I'm saying? There's so much more to be in, empowering our children with than materialistic garbage that one day is going to have absolutely no value. But what about their soul? So it's it's so cool to make that shift that, you know what, none of this stuff is important. We need to teach the children, like you were saying, the morals, the ethics. How do we empower our children that... They step outside this door, they're walking into insanity with what's going on in these schools these days, you know. We have to equip them to be able to say, you know what, that's not for me, sorry, and walk away Mm -hmm. with their heads up. And if people make fun of them because they're different, that they go, yeah, I am different, I love the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important to me, and walk away.
0: They don't have to keep getting sucked in and go lower and lower and lower. Now, tell me. Let's let's kind of talk about because we're going to fast forward a little bit, um, so that we can kind of bring the the people up to speed. But before we do, in the midst of what you were going through, and I know so many parents. I'm serious. This that is that time frame. It's like you said in the ninth grade. It's like that. 13, 14, they get into their teens, the hormones are raging, they're trying to fit in, they're trying to be accepted, and they're 90, well, I won't say 90%, but quite a few of them are trying to be accepted in the wrong circles because they want to be cool, um, and that's an issue as well. How do we, and, and I mean, because I know for myself, there were there were certain Disciplines that I initiated in my home, and if I said something, if I said it's no, it's no. Don't keep coming back at me. If I said, you know, this is this is what I expect of you, and this is not what you do, then there were there were checks and balances. There was a punishment for the reaction, you know. And I stuck with it. Some people thought I was crazy. I remember one year my daughter spent the whole summer in the house. Why? Because her grades were down at the end of the school year. But our deal was we said, we talked, we made a deal. If your grades are down, you cannot get off your, your your restriction until the grades come back up. If your grades are down at the end of the year, then you got the whole summer in the first nine months or nine weeks of the new school year before you can get off restriction. And I stuck to my guns because I thought that was important. There had to be checks and balance and discipline. And for them to understand, for every action, there is a reaction. For every choice you make, there is a consequence. And you have to know that if you're being told this is a consequence to that choice, this is what it is. Because I think that life will do that to you. So I want to do it to you before you get out there in life and and you just oh my god what what's going on? Why did I just get arrested because I did something wrong? Well, because you made the wrong choice, but at any rate, in the midst of this and and with my my grandchildren, it was a whole nother ordeal, and I had to get to a place because i I was covering my grandchildren. See, I got saved at the beginning of my first grandchild's life a month before he was born, I got saved, so my grandkids don't know me. Pre-Jesus They only know what God has done in my life My kids don't have that testimony So it's a whole different thing But I had to get to a place Of as I was praying over my grandchildren As I was covering them In the midst of the chaos Those two oldest boys It's like oh my God It's those older ones Those two oldest boys sent my daughter through so much But I had to get to a place Of God telling me I didn't kill you. I didn't let you die out in the midst of what you were going through. And I went through, okay? I did my do, okay? And those, my my loyal listeners, they've heard my testimony. I, I did me, okay? So, but how do you help these mothers, as when your child is going through, get to that place. Because you mentioned that no matter when he was leaving, if he was not going to do anything or was going to do something, it didn't matter to you because in your mind you had already conceived that he was going to do wrong. How did you get past that to get to the place of trusting God that, okay, Lord, you didn't let me die in the midst of that, you're not going to let him die in the midst of that because I'm trusting you in it. How do you help these parents that are going through that situation overcome that anxiety because it's real. You know, the anxiety is real. The fear is real. And it's understood, you know, why they feel that way. But how do you help them get past that?
1: You know, it's 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 all about the way we present ourselves. Um, if we come at them screaming and yelling, they're just going to walk away. You know, I I was a lunatic. So I, I this is this is after I can talk somewhat normal now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's over um, mm-hmm. and I'm ashamed. I I really am ashamed by the way I acted. Now may I say to to your listeners, if I was the person I am today, if I was given a second chance. I would say, how do we get over it? You look him straight in the face and you say, you know what, I know there's a lot of peer pressure on you and I know that you're, you like what you're doing, but you remember, first and foremost, that I love you and I don't want to see anything happen to you and you're making these decisions and you will have to pay the consequences. Now, I yeah. want you to go out and have a great time and just use the good common sense that I gave you because you know what, mm-hmm. I trust in you and I believe in you, and the, you know they walk away. They got they, they, that was just a mouthful. Okay, mm-hmm. they're going to be walking away, turning back, going, what, "What was that all about?"
0: Right, right. But yet still, it's you on released their mind. it. To it's them. within them. It's on their mind. You have planted that seed. I like that. That's good. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah because again, you know what,
1: um, when we were going to family counseling, one thing she said to me is, "You know, it's his decision." And I kept saying, "It's his decision. It's not my. I didn't do anything. I'm not doing it. I'm not putting these thoughts in his head." And so he would just get real mouthy with me, and I'd look him straight in the face and go, "It's your decision. These are your decisions. Do what you got to do." And I'd walk off. And I would find but him back the in the his consequence bedroom.
0: Of the decision, you've got. They've got to be taught that there are consequences. I have a problem when when. <laughs> you become wishy-washy in your discipline. I don't know how, what a better way to put it. You know what I'm saying? It's like if I am not teaching you the consequence of your choices, then I feel like I'm not doing what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? And and my grandchildren, they, they stand and they will tell you, no matter what they're doing out there in the street, when they come in Grandma's house, they know there are certain rules and regulations. They know there, there's a certain way they must carry themselves and present themselves in my home because there's consequences if you don't. You know, I came up old school. I raised mine old school. I'm sorry. I don't have an issue whooping your butt. Okay? and You guys don't call me, don't text me, don't write me. That's, you know, that's just me. My mother didn't kill me. It instilled something in me. I didn't kill mine. And I, and I didn't go to therapy to, for it. I didn't go okay? to therapy because, you my dad ain't go, the belt. I didn't go to therapy either. I, and I, I mean? learned, I
1: learned that I don't, I, I didn't want to do it again because that felt hurt. You know, thank um, you. One thing that I wrote, it says, our decisions are to be based on honesty and clarity as to what it is God expects from us. We are not to be controlling or manipulative. God has given us a sound mind so that we're able to make good decisions and set strong boundaries. We know what's best for our children, and when we decide to chase their dreams or meet all of their wants, whether we agree or not, we're showing that we're that there are no boundaries. This type of behavior only leaves us feeling like a dog chasing its tail because we will never, ever fulfill all of their needs. They will always need more and more. And that's exactly what happens is we, we, we get so into their lives, you know, when they're young. We want to make sure everything is just so, so perfect and, you know, uh, that we, we create a circus. And we don't even realize it because it's not gonna to happen to us. It's no big deal. It's not a big big deal. I don't know why you're making a big deal out of this. Well it is it's, it's a very huge deal because mm-hmm. the minute that baby comes out and it starts nursing, it takes control. It's in control. Because mm-hmm. if you don't feed that baby, that baby's gonna scream and yell, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're constantly fe- giving it what it's neat need- what it needs. Now now follow follow this you know, thought process because people are probably rolling their eyes going, well, of course, that's their food. Yeah, okay. Go go past the food situation, and then all of a sudden now they don't want to sleep in their own bed because they want to be closer to mommy. You know, now they're controlling sleep patterns, okay? So we, we try to figure this out, and next thing you know, they're in our bed. Guilty, okay? It was just so much easier... Bring them into bed. All I got to do is roll over. I'm tired, okay? Uh-huh. 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 So then you go into the next next step, the two-year-olds, the three-year-olds. They're screaming. They're yelling. They want what another child has. We, we we try to give them something else to appease them. We're constantly trying to to make things be okay for them. There are no, there's no, we don't do that. We don't act like that. You know, it's like my dog starts barking, and I look at her, and I go, no bark. You know, no bark. How do you tell a dog not to bark? But you know what? She looks at me and she hears it in my voice and she stops. Mm-hmm. She's a 70-pound mm-hmm. lab. She's like looking at me going, yeah, you think I'm going to listen to you? You know? Mm-hmm. But she does. And and mm-hmm. when we are stern and we, we mean what we say, because most mm-hmm. of us want to be the parent of the year. We want to mm-hmm. be our children's best friends. We want our mm-hmm. children to like us. Well, and you that's know a why? big
0: mistake. We, we
1: shouldn't really give a rat's, you know what, if right. our children like us or not. That is right. not our position. God mm-hmm. put us in a position to teach, to mentor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good example. Train up you the know child what the, the way is? you should go. Train them. Train them. Hypocrisy that we show our children. Mm-hmm. We're drinking. We're smoking. We're doing drugs. We're we're cussing, we're watching filth on television, you know, we're we're disrespecting our spouse,
0: we're we're just and then we're like, telling them to do it right. Yeah.
1: So mm. I, I'm very there I talk a lot about us not being hypocrites anymore. We don't want to be yeah. hypocrites. We wanna live what we're teaching. We wanna be mm-hmm. trying to, to create our children to be. And all that is is really kind, gentle, beautiful spirits that are full of love and peace and understanding.
0: Now, Lisa, we're going to move on, but quickly, quickly. What about the parent who is saved, who's living the proper life before their child, and their child still goes awry? You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I've raised this child in church ever since it came into the world. You know, I have Bible study at home. You know, we will pray. What, What happens? You know, how do you get past that when you know that I don't know what else I could have done. I've done the best I can.
1: It's not about you, though. You did do the best you could. And God sees what's going on. You know, and there's just times that you got to just lift up your hands and go, I I, I can't do anything about it as much as it kills you. I mean, it Mm -hmm. kills me to still hear some of the things that are going on. But all I can do is, is release him. And let God do what needs to be done. There's a beautiful prayer that I was praying over him that I totally had to let go and just say, you know what? This is your child. Lord, I expect you. And it's okay to use that word expect because God has put this book together called the Bible of all of these promises that he was going to do. If we did this, he would do that. And if we believe this, He would do that. And so I say, Lord, I expect a miracle on my child's life because you said this or you said that. We just have to continue to walk in faith and know that and not question, we didn't do this. We didn't do this. It's just the world is so strong, the negativity, that darkness, that that, that our children feel so much pressure that they gotta go do it they just gotta go do it so all we can do is step back and just say you know what God I'm freaking out I'm scared I don't know what else to do I've done all that you told me to do please take care take care Amen. of this child and, and and then you just continue to pray because there's no, there's nothing I can say I can, I don't have a Oh, here's five ways to handle that because Amen. there really isn't know, five right. ways to handle it. It's letting go and letting God take this yeah. kid down. A lot of for, a lot of people I know their kids are in jail right now,
0: mm-hmm. Cause and that, they're sometimes crying. That's and what they're, has to happen. It, it has. has to my happen. oldest grandson is in the penitentiary. Uh, it's not something that I'm proud of, but yet and still in the penitentiary right now. You know what he's doing? He's asking for books on self-improvement. He is getting his GED. He is studying for his CDL. He is praying over the phone with his mother. All the different things that you wanted him to do when he was out in the free world, sometimes things have to happen to get their attention.
1: Amen. And And it's a perfect place to do it because you know what? It 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 is. is.
0: You're there's a lot of distractions, and I know no there's still
1: drugs there, no. <laughs> and I get all that, you know, and the anger and the violence, but if they're lucky enough to be away from those those kind of creatures, you know, that they're able to do Bible studies and things like that, God's got their undivided attention now. Right. Unfortunately, with, right. with what we've created in this society of everything goes, wrong is right, right is wrong, you know, there's there's, you know, crack houses in every neighborhood now, there's
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Human
1: trafficking. We're, you know, we're killing babies. We're doing all of this, mm-hmm. this stuff. We have to know that sometimes when they are taken out of this society and put in another place, as long as they're still alive and there's still breath in their lungs, Amen.
0: they have a chance. They it. have a chance. That's
1: it. Okay, so let's
0: fast forward. Tell us about your new book. Ah, I love it. I'm. So so blessed.
1: I feel so blessed. About 11 months ago, my editor and I were having lunch, and she said to me, are you done talking? And I thought she was saying that because I talk too much, you know. And I said, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was talking so much. She said, that's not what I'm saying. And I go, that's what you just said. She goes, no. Are you through talking? Do you you, you have nothing else to say? And I looked at her, and I went, i got a lot to say. And I said, but this one's going to be Christian. And she said, I don't care what it is. She goes, finish the story. Because the first book, oh. you know, was my journey through parentdom, and it was called The Book. I'm doing the best I can. They won't always be cute and adorable. It's oh. really a great uh, resource for parents <clears throat> with young children or even kids that are in, like, middle school. So mm-hmm. I, 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 it's been, like, six years. So I came home, and I was really, like, I was, like, like churning inside. And I'm like, okay, God, what, what, you know. What what's going on? And I said, you know, not my will, but your will be done. Because I'm not doing this again. If you're not, if this isn't all about you and this isn't you, I'm not doing it. It's too much. I can't handle it. And 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 so I'm just going to sit here quietly and got a piece of paper and a pen. And I just sat there and I shut my eyes and I was meditating and I just let the Holy Spirit just come forth. And I said, okay. I picked up my pen. In less than five minutes, I had all 13 chapters named. Wow. It was completely finished, so I thought, at the end of October. There were scriptures, there are scriptures inside the book that are kind of like coincide with what I'm talking about. I took Uh time to find the proper and appropriate scripture that would go with what I'm talking about. And Uh then I thought it was done in October, and I took it to to Colorado with me because I went on vacation. Ended up rewriting 80% of it. Wow. But are you serious? We weren't done and you're you know, I mean, you know it got, it's not about Lisa. It was about uh-huh. what no, those words aren't right. I don't want I don't wanna use those words. So I redid it and so since October we've been fine tooth combing it and it's just exquisite and I'm so honored that he took me who's nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not this yeah. this you know, New York Times bestseller yet. Um, Amen. You know, Amen. I just—he took a, a, a mom who's been through so much and said, "Okay, just listen." And I want you to teach. I want you to teach that my word is full of information of how can we be good parents. What can we do? I mean, I started with Deuteronomy six four, where it says, you know. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. I mean, you know, that's just one of the amazing uh, scriptures that, 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 that shows us, you know what? We have a really important job. And it isn't, did you pick up your clothes? did you did you do your homework? did you do did, mm. you, did you did you did you? It's honey, tell me about your amazing day. What did you experience today? What did God show you today? Were you able mm. to help somebody who was hurting? You know yeah. so it's filled. Yeah. It's called manifesting God's love in your family, growing together in faith. And I have some incredible endorsements from like Rick and Deborah Evans, who are the president and vice president of Living in Faith Ministries, and Dr. Mm-hmm. B. J. Relaford, who's a senior pastor of Vision of Life Ministries. Hello, Dr. B. J. Yes, yes, she's awesome. And I have there Dr. Bernie Siegel, who's been been like so such an advocate on health and cancer and healing. And I've got these amazing people that have have given me, you know. A, uh, an endorsement that says, you know, God brought her to this, and, and to allow me to share this with your audience and, and to have them receive a copy of it, I just, you know, I, I know that it's it's his, it's him. It's him, and it had nothing to do with me. He used me to do it, and I go back and I read it, and I still cry because it's mm. so jam-packed with such positive, you know, that, it's okay if you screw up, but get up and let's not camp there. Get up. Amen. Let's Amen. go. You screwed up. You said some awful things. Forget Amen. about it. Let's go. Get back up and let That's your right. child know you're sorry. We don't say yes. I'm sorry enough to our children. Yes. You, you know, know what, I was Jack Jack, But we
0: want them to say they're sorry to us. We right. lead by example. If you lead yeah. by example, then I'm not waiting on you. I'm the parent, I'm, and I better be the bigger person in that respect. I'm going to go to you and acknowledge I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Um And Absolutely. you're so right. And not just parents, but even I find, like, people in ministry and different things that, you know, it's like they feel like they want to present this air of perfection. Like, please. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, that I am so far from perfect, but I am striving to be who God called me to be. And if I can show you in my humility that I'm less than perfect, however I'm striving toward God is called to where God has called me, then prayerfully I will instill that in you as my child to do likewise. And, then, and that is so important. That is so. Girl, so I've heard from parent after parent. Well, she need to come and apologize to me. What? uh-uh, uh uh-uh. let me sit you down and have a conversation with you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. normally, and there are times, now hear me out, there are times when that child is absolutely wrong and that child absolutely needs to come to you and apologize. I'm not taking that away. I'm really not. But when you've had years of trauma, that trauma has been on both sides. It has not been one-sided. So we need to sit down and put out on the table both of our our problems, our issues. And if I need to start that conversation by saying, okay, these are the areas where I was wrong at and I apologize, let me open up the door so that you can likewise understand the areas where you were wrong, okay? And if you don't apologize, I'm not going to hold it to your charge because I'm the parent, but I'm going to lead by example and let you know this is what I see I did wrong. You know, it's so I true. I mean, so you, you
1: you have you've read half my book. You know what I'm, I'm saying. Everything you've been yet, talking about. I want it. <laughs> yeah, everything you've real. been talking about is so crucial, and it's you know, and, and you know, you're affirming that that I'm on the right track because it's so true. Who do we think we are? We we're only we've been you know we've been given this this task of raising these amazing human beings and so many times we're so sick and tired of them and you just make me sick to my stomach and I wish I'd never had you and
0: and And these are the words we speak to them it's like oh my god really
1: yeah it's vulgar and you can never take back and I'm sorry doesn't get it you know those Mm -hmm. those are the things that you know bite your tongue because you Mm -hmm. should never feel that and I just pray right now for the parents that are raising these these young children because you know, we, we look at kind of like what's going on in the world right now, and we wonder what kind of a future these children are going to have. So let it be that today is the day the Lord has made, and let us rejoice in it and be glad because we may not have tomorrow. So let's yeah. just make the best that we can and get back to the basics of learning how to laugh, to enjoy mm-hmm. one another, to love mm-hmm. on each other and kiss each other's face all the time so that everybody knows that they, they matter. Uh-huh. that they actually matter. These kids yeah. are running the streets with kids that are so lonely. Yeah. They're all just needing something because we, as our, as the parents, we haven't relinquished our bad habits yet. So we still have our own addictions, wh- whatever That's that true. may be, the depression or being, having been abused or whatever. We haven't let okay. go of that. Once we let go of those past hurts, then we can give to our children And we can't have that peace
0: The greatest gift that my mother gave me Was the gift of unconditional love And -hmm. this is how she did it I can only remember And and I've really searched my mind I really have trying to remember I can only remember my mother Telling me she loved me one time And that's the truth But here is when she told it to me When I had been on drugs of her money, (laughs) you know, doing things I didn't have any business doing, she came to me and didn't wait for me to say, I'm sorry, and hear me now, at that moment of my life, I was at my lowest point, I did not love me, my thought was, how did this happen, how could I have allowed this to happen in my life? You know what I'm saying? This was not yeah. how I was raised. This was not the life I wanted. How did these past six months happen? And it was only a six-month period of time, but if I tell you it was a hellacious ride during those six months, trust me, it was. Right, However, right, right. this is what she said to me. She said, I and, and and this is where she did it from God, she said, I can't forget what you did that's how she started off but she looked me in the eye and she said but I love you and I forgive you Amen. At that moment in time, at a point where how could you tell me you love me when I couldn't even love myself right then? She didn't wait for me to come I mean this was after I told her what had happened. I finally came clean. Listen, mama, this is what it was. I was doing drugs, bop the bop the bop, you know what I'm saying? laying it out on the table. And her words to me was I love you and I forgive you. Not waiting for me to apologize. That was the clearest picture of unconditional love I had ever witnessed in my life. And I promise you, Lisa, it turned my life around. Because if she could tell me that at my lowest point in life, then I had something to fight for. Amen. I had to to me, I to me, this was me, I felt I needed to be worthy of her love. I needed to prove that her love was not wasted on me, and I promise it turned my life around. And she lived one more year after that and lived to see me get up out of the muck and the mire and turn it around.
1: Praise God.
0: So these are things that we can instill in our children that we miss sometimes. You know, now we went, and trust me, my mother and I had a rocky relationship during my teens. We went through it. I had my children very young, as everybody knows. And I mean, we went through some things. We fought tooth and nail over one of the individuals that I wanted to be with. I mean, it was just we had our issues. But when the rubber met the road, she proved to be a mother have yes. to be a mother, and that's I'm what lying. it's all about in our parenting. I have had such a wonderful time having you on the show. This has been great. I want you to do two things for me: I want you to tell our listeners where they can get your book. And then I would love for you to pray over the parents that are going through what you've come through. As you said, your son now is 26 years old. You guys have a much different relationship. But there are so many that are in the midst of what you walk through that need that encouragement. So if you could do those two things for me, I would really appreciate it. Absolutely.
1: Thank you, and thank you for this opportunity. Um, you can get it at my website, um, which is Lisa. Rhein dot com. Lisa dot com. Uh, that's where it is for right now. So it's it's best just to best just to do that. That's the easiest for now. Um and uh let's pray. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this hour. We thank you for this time that we were able to minister to one another and those that were listening. And Father, I pray that we have helped the people who are hurting yeah. that yeah. have the children, Lord, that are running amok, and they're feeling left abandoned and, and, and just feel that they've failed. And, Lord, I, I rebuke that lie because I know that's a lie. They're, mm. they're, if they're listening to a show like this, Lord, they did not fail. They gave 100%. Yeah. And And, Lord, I just ask that you would take that lie from their hearts and their heads and fill it with passion to get better and do better and care more about themselves first and to get their eyes off of everything that's going on, Lord, because you know what? Even if we keep our eyes pierced to what's going on, it's not going to change a thing. You're the only one who can change the situation that we're in. Yeah our children are in. And, Lord, I just ask that they learn to let go and let God and to lift up their hands right now full of the burdens that they're feeling and relinquish those burdens to you right now and not take them back and to trust you and to let, you know, to know that you're the one who's going to take care of this kid one way or another.
0: Yes.
1: You know the love that we have for our children We screwed up, we've made a mess of it, Lord, but you were always there to keep them protected. And, Mm. Father, for those that have been in prison, Lord, we just ask that you comfort these parents because Mm. we know how awful it is to be away from our children. But, Lord, Mm. we thank you for putting them where they need to be, Lord, so that they can hear you because they're not hearing you out on the streets. There's too much Mm. commotion, too much clanging, too much chaos. Yeah. So Lord, we just thank you for knowing and giving us the wisdom that you're in charge and you've got it. You've got our back because your yeah. Bible says so many times that you're you got it. You you, you don't give us things and then hurt us. You don't mm. you don't give, put us in situations and then hurt us. We you're not a playing God. You don't play tricks on us like that. You give us things And situations happen, and they don't always turn out the way we think they should. But, Lord, we have now to learn how to just let it go and do what needs to be done by you, not by us. So we ask for comfort. We ask for clarity. We ask for peace all over these parents today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen,
0: amen, amen. Thank you so much, Lisa. This has been wonderful. We did, unfortunately, not get to questions and answers, but I do believe that those that have tuned in and that will listen to the archives have been blessed. Thank you for being willing to share and to open up your heart and your life to my my listeners. I, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you just as a sister in the war because um, you, you're, you're a great lady. You're a great lady. And, Thank you, honey, and
1: same to you because, you know, like-minded people seem to continue to, you know, to find one another, and that's that's Amen. when we can embrace the love of Christ because we know that he just wants us all to hang out and, and just comfort one another and be there for one another. So
0: Amen. I love you, Amen. and I love your
1: ministry, and continued
0: continued blessings are all around it. Thank you so much, and likewise, likewise with you. Um, again, you can get her book at is Lisa R. Hine. Um, and H-E-I-N is spelled H-E-I-N, just for that clarity. That is correct. H- yes, dot H-E-I-N. H-E-I-N. com. Okay. All right. So, amen. Thank you again, Lisa. We have to do it more often. We have to get together more I'd be often, honored. For sure, for sure. All right. God bless. Thank you Thank all you. for tuning in for this special edition of Kingdom Empowerment. Tell your friends. Take a listen to the archives. Trust me, they will be blessed, as I believe you have been as well. God bless you. Until next time, take care.